0: you got to be happy. Come on and
1: be happy. Sing a song. So, welcome to the Secrets of Success tour. And here we are in Margate today. And I am with the beautiful, incredible Harriet J.W. from Girls to the Front. Hi, Harriet.
0: Hello. Welcome to Margate.
1: Yeah, thank you. I love Margate. And we're sitting here with beautiful, fresh patisserie I've got a cinnamon roll, there's beautiful brownies, we've got our oatmeal milk and I'm sitting in the coolest Margate house, (laughs) there are plants everywhere, beautifully designed furniture, oh yes and there are builders as well, so if you hear banging, (laughs) yeah sounds like that, (laughs) it's all part of the vibe today and it's an absolute pleasure Harriet to have you Pleasure, pleasure to have you. Bright and early. It's yeah, not even it's nine a.m. It's not nine o'clock. Normally, Harriet, you'd be swimming in the sea. Did you swim today? I
0: didn't actually swim today. Uh, I'm having a little week off of swimming because my morning routine is very important to me. Um, and yeah, I just do what's kind of serving me at the time and. A couple of weeks ago that was swimming in the sea right now it's a bit of meditation yeah other days it's being a very regular at the bakery <laughs> so I just try and kind of listen to my body and see what it wants and that sounds super pretentious but it's something that I've been working on like
1: yeah. for so many years now and it's so important I think to be effective in the music industry you have to look after yourself and you have to listen to your body so I absolutely salute that because it's something I seem to be repeating to people. You know, you're not here for the short term, you're here for the long term. So, Yeah, I think we
0: don't realise as well, like, in our, you know, in our 20s, you can handle a lot more. And I think that, yeah. you know, stress is often a result of... You can't drink from an empty cup, basically. And if you imagine yeah. you have, like, a vat within you that can manage a certain amount of stress... And stress can, you know, your body doesn't know the difference between something actually really stressful that happens or just working really hard. Yeah, Um, that's true. So it is really important to have that that time off and relaxation time or even throughout the day, like gaps of relaxation, whether it's having a break at lunch, not eating at your desk um, and just being aware of that kind of vat of stress that you have.
1: Yeah. Shall I turn the dishwasher on? No, off? I quite like the dishwasher, it's fine. But okay. if you can hear the... Chi- it's, we've had seagulls on tour, so now we've got dishwashers and builders. It's kind of... We'll probably have of, a dog at some point Yeah, as there's well. a beautiful dog. What's the name of your dog? Hudson. Hudson. He perked was, up there. Yeah, he did. He knows his <laughs> name. So Harriet, I'm just going to read a little bit about you. I met Harriet this year, actually, uh, on lockdown in Clubhouse. And... Harriet has been amazing on Clubhouse and I've really enjoyed joining her on her rooms and learning about what she does and um, for me Harriet is really a shining beacon and leader and thought leader in helping artists to realise their dreams. I'm just going to do uh, share Harriet's bio here. So Harriet connects female musicians with development opportunities through content, live shows and brand partnerships. She is famous for her secret sessions on YouTube, which I think have had millions. What's the actual figure, is it? I think it's probably
0: somewhere between 10 and 20 million. Bloody hell,
1: that's amazing. Well done you. And she is known as the goat. What is a goat? So
0: <laughs> this is a bit of a an in-joke. No, that's not really an in-jokes. It's only in with me and like someone else. <laughs> Um, but GOAT is like quite a masculine term that means God of all time. Yes. And someone on Clubhouse said early on, introduced me as like the goat American guy, the GOAT of discovering music talent. And I was cool. like, I like that. I'm going to take that. Take it. Um, so yeah, I put it in. I, so for that week, I had a GOAT as my um, uh, profile picture and then it just stuck.
1: I, well, actually, I think it's a fantastic description and it really does describe you. So let's <laughs> stick with GOAT. <laughs> Um, So what other things do you do? You're the founder of the artist network and podcast Girls to the Front, which is a platform to connect and educate artists that identify as women. She's also the founder and host of the music platform Secret Sessions, which we've just talked about. And you have helped hundreds of influential artists and creators from the likes of Ed Sheeran, Passenger, Bastille, to Casey Musgraves, who I love, Mahalia, who's played at Glastonbury, and Freya riding, who I also love. What an awesome lineup. And um, so it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And I really appreciate you giving your time. I really want to know a little bit about you and to kind of share with the audience what you actually do day to day and how you're helping artists and what's involved in that process. So yeah, would do you want to tell me about some of the different things that you do with each of these roles?
0: Yeah, sure. So Like many people, my day-to-day has changed dramatically in the past year. So up until, uh, you know, a year and whatever ago when lockdown happened, it was all about live shows. So we put on a monthly show at the the H Club, which was the hospital club um, in London. We put on a show at Soho Farmhouse, um, both of which I hosted and also scheduled the artists. So my day-to-day was who's going to play, like, sifting through applications to play actually going to london to to put on the shows um a lot of content-based stuff because we're my background my original career was filmmaker so content's okay. always been very important to me i didn't know that it's amazing yeah. so we'd put on your shows. great
1: content on instagram <laughs> which i love by the way <laughs>
0: thank you yeah so filming directing crews setting up crews we a big part of the business model for secret sessions was building up something um that was sponsorable so talking to brands chasing brands down for money um and doing those deals yeah lockdown happened so with you know the click of a finger no more shows um so i i guess i was faced with a bit of a decision around what to do do we turn secret sessions into something else? Do we make it online? And I immediately felt very resistant to that because we've, we'd we built up an event that was so much about being in the room. Like I hosted yeah. it and I really led the audience and it was all about like, you know, turn to the person on your left, say hello, like trying to create this atmosphere of um, presence and connection and human beings. So to suddenly put it online, like that's why we stopped doing YouTube because I was just sick of, you know, artists just standing in the camera and playing their song just became very monotonous for me, but also for content, like everybody started doing it and we were like, right, this needs to be live. And we also, um, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but I wanted to get across what Secret Sessions is. No,
1: because that's, I mean, live music is my raison d'etre. I just, Mm. you have that unique, bespoke unrepeatable experience in yeah. that live moment yeah exactly as you've described yeah. and some so the artists were never
0: announced at secret session so you never knew oh, wow. who was playing and one of the things that I was most proud about w- that we'd built up was that I'd send out one email and 300 people would turn up to a room not knowing what was going to happen Incredible! because we'd built up that trust in the curation yeah and the reason for that was a because you probably wouldn't have heard of them anyway because that's you know that's the culture we live in now we all love songs as opposed to artists a lot yeah. right now and what I wanted to do was create an atmosphere for the artist where somebody hadn't gone and watched a video of them filmed on a phone in a pub you know I wanted to and this is why we always did it in members clubs to create this kind of you know, very high quality atmosphere that you then put this amazing artist onto and everyone views them as the amazing artist that they are, instead of viewing them as the pub with red stripe everywhere on the floor. Um, And then we used to do various audience interaction things. So we'd do the secret sessions confessions. So everybody would submit a confession before they came. And then I'd read out some of these confessions during the show and we'd say, you, you don't have to reveal yourself, but if you want to, you can, and we'll all be here for you. So we had these amazing moments of like, I don't know, one that sticks in my head was a girl that said, I'm here with my ex, but I wish he wasn't. <laughs> so I that's hilarious so I read that out and I was like do you want to reveal yourself and no hand came up and everyone was like oh no and then this little hand just came up and he was like what oh my god so then they came on the stage and they had a kiss and they got back together and then the music plays so everyone's created this amazing moment um we had another one where a guy said oh I saw this guy at secret sessions last time we swapped numbers but he never called and I was like are you here and then this other hand came into the audience. Oh, wow. They came up on the stage and had a snog. So it's like <laughs> And then and then Frey Ridings plays. So oh, it's my just word. like this beautiful moment. So yeah, that was yeah, never yeah. gonna be an online thing. No. It just wouldn't work.
1: Gosh, so... can I just say I miss those times? I know. They'll be back. Yeah. How amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that took a long time to like really understand the audience, understand what mm. they wanted, understand what we wanted to be and like you know, in all of the five years that we were doing it, it was only like the last year we ever got any brand sponsorship. So this was huh. like a real kind of mm. labour of love, which was why it was such a shame when it all ended. Mm. But yeah, I do have faith that it will be back. But yeah.
1: Yeah, so... And can I just say that's a real testimony as well to... When you have a good idea, you just need to work it. Mm. And five years, that sounds like an incredibly long time, but actually it's not. No. Um, and, yeah...
0: I remember hearing very early on, I was at art school and I remember hearing that the average amount, I mean, we all know the 10,000 hour rule, but I remember hearing the average amount from success in the creative industries is 10 years. Yeah. So I always had in my head that I graduated in 2007, yeah. So I was always like, oh, it'll be 2017 before anything significant happens. I just have to keep doing it. And the other thing that, Um, So Andy, who works on Secret Sessions with me, he always used to say that success is a culmination of lots of little small events as opposed to this big thing that everyone's waiting for. I think you realise that that never really comes.
1: It's true. It's so true. And I think you have to do lots of work in the hidden place, Mm -hmm. both internally and, you know, externally. Uh, And I I love that. I'm going to write that in the notes because I think that is just like... That is a gem of yeah. advice. And you have to celebrate those little things. Yeah, totally. Because things happen like, I remember
0: like three years ago, even, I was like, I wish I wish people would invite me onto podcasts <laughs> or like, I wish I could like talk on those stages. And because I never went through for, for a corporate um, uh, route, yeah. I'd never get those opportunities. And, and recently I was suddenly like, oh my God, these opportunities are everywhere. Like, this yeah. is what I wanted, but you haven't stopped to, to celebrate yeah. it. So I think it's really, really important to take note of those things yeah. that, because you're probably living right now in what you dreamt of five years ago. But Absolutely. instead of sitting with that and being happy, you're yeah. thinking
1: five years ahead all the no, time. No, true. So I'm going to stop now and I'm going to celebrate the fact that we are here. Yes. Whoop, whoop. We're here. And I have chosen you, Harriet JW, because I totally think you're awesome. Thank you Sally and I love what you say I love what you do I love your brand and yeah you are living the dream. Well done woop, woop. us. <laughs> and you know for me I've, I've started a podcast on lockdown and it's something I never thought I'd do it hasn't felt comfortable at times but I'm really excited that I'm doing it mm-hmm. and you may listen to some of my first podcasts and go oh my god she sounds like she's got to pull up her ass but I'm really enjoying it now and finding my stride. And I think you just have to keep on trying and not be afraid of failure and keep on on if you don't cringe at your first attempt at anything yeah. then you haven't progressed exactly <laughs> it is. I've got the cringe badge yeah
0: I mean I have many times over yeah but I think that discomfort is really important like it progress doesn't is. happen in a comfortable no everything that's ever happened that's been significant in your life will be a result of some kind of discomfort
1: yeah and so, it's our response isn't it to the discomfort discomfort what are we going to do with it are we going to try harder or give up
0: yeah exactly And And you have, there's a, there's a nice phrase that I've heard actually quite a lot on Clubhouse right now, which is feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And I think I have to try and remember that because we're just programmed to want to be in homeostasis, which is sitting under a lovely duvet and being really safe. Exactly. It's not like, you know, jumping in cold water and ringing people up and asking them to buy uh, your product.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a brilliant book. It's an old book, I think, from the 80s, and I remember it first time round, which is called Feel the Fit and Do It Anyway. Oh, it's it a mu- book. Yeah, mm. and um, I might put that on the book list, actually. Yeah, definitely. Because it's just to do that. Feel the cringe. Yeah. Is what we're up to. So we're, that all sounds wonderful, and um, I'm just going to bring you back to your day-to-day. What do you actually do? So yeah. you're working with artists right now. Yeah. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What are your goals with each artist? Yes.
0: So, so yeah. So when Secret Sessions stopped, the live show stopped, I, I was faced with that question and I decided to lean into an, a passion of mine, which has been artist development, but specifically with female talent. Yeah. Um. So... I decided to start Girls to the Front. So in the beginning, Girls to the Front was just a series of um, like two Zoom sessions a week. So the idea was that it was just gonna support female talent through lockdown. So we had probably around 50 artists in the group and that was just sort of from the network that i'd built up that 50 artists that would come in and out it wouldn't always be 50 so our first uh, session of the week would be a crit so i went to art school and a crit is where you basically bring your work get feedback talk about it it was a closed session so no one else other than me and the artists and that was really lovely and then the second would be an industry talk so people from youtube patreon spotify would come and talk to the artists cuz it was that stage where everyone was at home so you could get like really amazing people to just come f- you know for nothing cuz they're just all sat in <laughs> not knowing what to do in their tracksuit bottoms and then that just kept on growing and i just realized how important it was because there's just this gap now that 15 years ago you would have been signed by a record label absolutely but right now they're just out there floating on their own yeah. and i think this Sense of community is really necessary, particularly for for women and gender minority artists, because women are, you know, five times less likely to be signed anyway. When you are yeah. already very less unlikely to be signed because you are an emerging artist, so I just wanted to create this um, space, basically, which I did, and it went really well. But then I wanted, I decided to turn that into a business. Um, so Girls to the Front right now is a coaching and developing. Uh, development business for female talent um so yeah so right now my days are spent coaching artists um and the future of it will be more programs group programs because right now it's it's one on one mostly yeah um with some like online uh elements as well um yeah and I'm finding that it's great and I love working with all the artists and they're getting amazing results but I, I want to reach more people and I've only yeah. got a certain amount of hours in the week to be sat one-on-one with Zoom and I think also the group dynamic is really important like yeah. the artists from the Girls to the Front um, network from lockdown all working together recording together that's you know awesome. I love going on Instagram and seeing one of them around the other one's studio doing songs together yeah um, and you know some of them would say things like god I've realised that I've never even been in another writing room with another woman
1: yeah it's incredible
0: and I just think it's so important for that energy to have yeah. that balance and that kind of sisterhood.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, one of my sort of words of the, of the month, really, I had it as word of the week, I had to have a different word for it, uh, is collaborate and collaboration. And I think increasingly we're seeing that. And especially I think women are seeing the power of that when they come together and collaborate and support one another and give each other a hand up it absolutely magnifies their work and I think it's so necessary I was reading a stat this week it's something like the number of women artists on radio is 19 percent or something it's 81 percent men and I I don't know I just um I'm motivated to change that
0: (laughs) yeah and I think that works really important so that that was probably Nadia Khan women in control radio report oh
1: was that yeah okay thank you Nadia (laughs)
0: yeah the women doing and Vic Bain did a a big report recently I think those studies are really important just to get those facts absolutely like to actually get it in front of people because I'm saying the one in five signed to record label all the time and people are just like what and that's the sort of thing you can say to someone on the street and they're like hang on Yeah, yeah that's not fair yeah um so yeah there's, a, yeah there's a lot of people doing some really great work in the area which yeah. is exciting
1: and I think in live too I, the last time we did Glastonbury which is 2019 now we aimed for a 50-50 gender split and we achieved it great. Um, in our area in Silver Um but it, there's still work to be done yeah
0: there definitely is I mean you only have to look at the release of some of the lineups this, for the festivals that are going to happen Yeah. Um, but also like it's such a sort of cultural shift. Like, I do have sympathy for the programmers. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Because, you know, festivals are businesses and absolutely. people are buying more male records because more men are signed, more men yeah. are getting marketed. You yeah. know, it's such a filtration down that yeah. there almost isn't anyone to blame. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some people to blame, but <laughs> it's not it's not the promoters, yeah. basically, no. who will be getting the blame on online and on social i mean there's you know there's definitely like there was one festival this year that literally had one artist on the poster and the 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 middle artist in bold was scouting for girls i was like how ironic is that um
1: that is hilarious so yeah i know which festival you're talking about yes yes i know there's lots of work to be done and there are lots of positive things happening, so I think it's onwards, and we all together keep on. Mm. and I, yeah. I think it will change. Yeah, I think And I will. think
0: creating your own opportunities, Absolutely. like we have everything we need at our fingertips in the digital world to not be beholden to Yeah, old men in suits.: <laughs> Yeah,
1: male great what's it stale male? male pale and stale that's right uh, yeah I'm really excited about that and I know both of us are fans of the of the a thousand fans model business model that you get a thousand super fans so I think there's no reason why you know this kind of great dream of signing to a label it's a dream and it worked for some people and you know in terms of reach um internationally it works but it depends what your aspirations are and i actually think it's a great business model yeah
0: and yeah so just to that that's That's the dog by the the way drinking the water not
1: me sipping my coffee
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the 1000 fans model is basically that you develop a really um a small but very engaged fan base of a thousand people that will buy everything that you do come to all your shows and and the the model is that that's a very livable so if one thousand people spent a hundred pounds on your stuff each year that would be a hundred thousand pounds that would do that will do whereas the spotify (laughs) youtube digital model is about getting lots and lots and lots of kind of passive fans yeah um so they're two Different models, but what I'm always saying to the artists that I work with is they're not independent of each other. Like, if you go to yeah. a record label and you're like, I've got a thousand people that absolutely love me, then you're gonna, yeah, labels are only looking at data anyway. No, yeah. So, the fact of the matter is, whether you like it or not, if you want a career in music, you have to have fans, yeah. <laughs> and as much as you can prove that you have those fans already, you're only going to become more attractive to labels. So, it's not like, oh, if I do this 1000 fans model, it means that I'll never get signed. No, yeah. it means that you. Are going to be more attractive because yeah. you're also making money.
1: It's all working in the same direction, so you need to do it whether you get signed or not. Yeah, get the fans. Yeah, so um, yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. And I think a lot of so I did a post this week that on Instagram that I knew would be um, a little bit controversial. Like I was trying to sort of wake people up a bit, but I said, you know, if you're if you're if you think you're not getting the recognition you deserve, and you're not posting every day to your socials, then that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Um, And I understand that it's uncomfortable and I understand that you never wanted to be a marketer, you wanted to be an artist, but it's just the industry we're living in and if you don't do it, someone else will. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's something that I always say to students and clients... You know it's the music industry you know it's it, it is art but it is industry as well and marketing and putting yourself forward as part of it and that's that is really difficult for some artists you know they don't they don't want that um so it's something that they have to think about mm-hmm. um and and I absolutely agree they have to put stuff out there yeah they just do
0: yeah I mean there are ways of doing it without plastering your face over everything yeah um but the inescapable fact is that you have to build a fan base.
1: Absolutely <laughs> do. No, it's true. And I would I would encourage you all to go to Harriet's website because she's got some hot top tips or even speak to her if you're an artist and you want to engage her services because you'll get a five-star A1 you will. experience. So, coming back to... Well, first of all, actually, I, I want to actually return to Clubhouse. Um, how do you think it's actually helped you I mean we've kind of covered it a bit but can you kind of drill down if you've got any encouragement why why an artist should join Mm -hmm. clubhouse why do you think it's so valuable
0: yeah so for everything that we just said about social media and how it can be you know there's a lot of imposter syndrome uh comparison you know unhealthy ideals being peddled clubhouse is a platform that's very difficult to fake and not be yourself because for people that don't know it's an audio only platform where you essentially go into these virtual rooms and have conversations and you're using your voice so it's very hard you know you smell a rat on clubhouse within two seconds yeah absolutely um and in this time where it's so hard to connect and network and be in spaces together clubhouse is just providing this kind of global platform for connection um so, yeah, I think it's a really important platform right now. I think Clubhouse and TikTok are probably the two most important yeah. platforms right now for musicians. Um, and, yeah, I mean, in terms of how Clubhouse has been for me, like I haven't, you know, I'm quite a heavy user, but not anywhere near as heavy as a lot of... There's a lot of people that are on there. You know, I yeah. heard someone say that they they looked at their... Um, usage there on their iphone and it was something like 90 hours or something what? um <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happened but that, that's literally that's like every 12 hours of the day. a day yeah Gosh. um so yeah so i i am very purposeful with it now and i think that's really important of any social media platform is yeah. that you someone said to me once you should treat it like a sauna so you go in get reap the benefits and then you leave as opposed to just sort of <laughs> hanging that. out um, but we often use social media in a very reactive way, but it's very important to be proactive, so I'm using it for this. Yeah. So I go on to meet artists mostly. Yeah. Um. And I'd say probably half of the artists that I work with right now
1: I've met on Clubhouse. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. So it is, it is a social media platform that is helping you to earn a living, essentially. Yeah, definitely. Well, there you go. There's a call to action, everyone. Yeah. Get- Get on clubhouse,
0: yeah, and if anyone's sitting there thinking well i don't I don't run a business I'm you know I'm, I'm an artist, what I've seen artists get record deals, I've seen artists win like global singing competitions, find management, collaborators, and all you have to do is go in and be yourself and also feel the fear to speak up.
1: Yes it is difficult when I first went on, I was I could literally feel my heart jumping into my mouth, but you just the more you do it, the better it gets yeah. and the easier it gets. And uh if you make a mistake it doesn't matter. No. You'd have to be on like my my partner said to me,
0: What why I keep hearing you getting really out of breath, speaking and you're forgetting to breathe. And it was like <laughs> it was this new form of communication that I mean it wasn't because you're just talking. Yeah. But I think I was nervous as well at the very beginning. Yeah. And then I realised you just have to be yourself, like you're having a conversation yeah. with someone you've not met before.
1: Totally. And also it's really good fun. Um again the rooms I've been in with Har- with Harriet sometimes they make me laugh yeah
0: I mean sometimes we go completely off topic I know
1: <laughs> so just check it out and if you want an invite text or reach out to Harriet or I and we'll send you a free invite because yeah. we have loads okay so moving on this podcast is about the secrets of success those that are successful in the music industry and Tara I've chosen you because you are very successful at what you do what would you describe as some of your career or life successes what do you Hmm. see as successful and also I'm going to add another thing to that is there one character trait that you could pick out about yourself that has underpinned your success
0: yeah so I think What my parents would probably say, bullheadedness, I would call tenacity. (laughs) But like, you know, just sticking to something I think is so important. Tenacity, I love. I think, like we said, that success is the sum of lots of small things. For me, it started off that the sum of small things was me trudging around London with my video camera on my back filming artists. And those artists eventually became Ed Sheeran, Casey Musgraves, Bastille. Um, But at the time, I think you know I could have seen that they weren't getting many views and and given up whereas you know you need that time for these sorts of things to marinate and come to fruition so if you really believe in something stick to it I mean I'm not saying that you can't experiment like that's what I think early careers are for like finding things but if you believe you know if something is part of your why or part of your character or what you want to do then just keep at it
1: yeah brilliant advice
0: so, what else was the question? So the um, character traits. Yeah. Oh, the the sort of uh, flagship what, moments. Yeah,
1: if I you think, look at your career.
0: Yeah, so for me, it's always been the artists becoming successful mm. that I've given a platform to. You know, the reason why I got into this, I always say that I'm the most un y person in the music industry, and that's not just because I don't play music, which I don't. It's also because I'm not... I'm not like a real muso. What I love is the connection between audiences and um, artists. So the reason why I used to film artists was because I loved that sort of marriage of video and music. So I studied at St. Martins, which is an art school and I was in like probably the most arty so St. Martin's is so pretentious that you are you are categorised under the dimension that you work in. Okay. So you've got 2D, 3D and 4D. So 2D is painting photography, 3D is sculpture um, and 4D is um, time-based media and performance art. So I fell in under there because I was doing film. So I was with all these performance artists that would... Literally doing what you can imagine, twenty-year-old <laughs> performance artist to do, and I was there presenting films every week. And I remember my tutor saying, "Well, wow, your your stuff just looks like music video," as probably a slight towards the work. And I was like, "Amazing," because that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and that was because I loved like there's nothing I like more than uh, like invoking an emotion by putting something together. Absolutely. So whether it's goosebumps when you watch a yeah. film or you know, at our live shows, I've, I spend my whole time watching the audience, never the yeah. artists. Um, so, yeah, the sort of pinnacle moments of those moments. So, like, you know, everybody's sitting down on the floor and people crying for Freya Ridings, oh. or the journey of Mahalia. Like, I first yeah. worked with Mahalia when she was 13, Amazing. and then seeing her win a Brit Award. Yeah. Um, and just that sort of tenacity and dedication. Yeah. Mirroring the tenacity and dedication mm. that I've had to do this is amazing. Yeah, it's always other people's wins, I think.
1: That... Yeah, I've just had goosebumps actually because I feel very similarly to that. It's when you, you know, I have such joy when I see an artist, say, playing on the BBC introducing, and then in a couple of years they're on the pyramid or the other stage, yeah. and to see their journey, it, it just really excites me. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah, and there's only a few things that bring that emotion out in people this sort of unsaid emotion, and I think it's sport, music, and religion. Yeah, and I love sport as well. Uh, I'm not religious, but you know, it was always one of those three things that's really interesting. Like, not three things, because I was never going to (laughs) be providing sermons, but sport and music was those. And I think one of the reasons is that that I often say to my partner is because I'm quite um, like a So for those that can't see, which is everyone, I'm just like doing this flat line with my hands. So emotionally, I'm quite like one level. I'm married to a Canadian who's like really up and then down, then up and down, whereas I'm just on this one level, whereas sport and music push me out of that level. Yeah. So I think that's why I've always loved it and alcohol. But Yeah, because it brings out this emotion that other things can't do. for Yeah.
1: That's a really excellent description and I, yeah, I can agree more. And for me, it's similar. Mm. I love that really deep connection that music gives and yeah. the emotion. It, yeah. you know, it takes you to that yeah. different place.
0: Like you're watching something and you're like, why have I got goosebumps? Why yeah. is that happening? What is, you know, what is that yeah. physical thing? Yeah. And I love it that it's just this unsaid thing. Yeah, that, that no, that's amazing.
1: Um, kind of moving on from that, when you were going to look at reflections from the past... So you're now in this position of strength. What kind of advice would you have given your younger self? Um, is there anything that you would do again? Is there anything that you would avoid? Do you feel, yeah. you know, is, what, what have you learnt so far?
0: I think it's, you know, it's hard because so much comes, like I'm in my mid-30s now, and so much of why you start to feel better is because you've become comfortable in your own skin. And I've heard that your forties are just the best because you literally don't give a flying f what anyone thinks. <laughs> um, so what I'd say was just it is like trust that that will come if if you're stressing about the fact that it hasn't yet. Um, my mum always used to say this phrase to me that was you can't stop the waves but you can learn to surf. Yeah. So know that like things are gonna come. Like life is about solving problems, right? So when these problems come, don't be like, oh, my God, I failed. It's not working. Be like, "Okay, right. How am I going to solve this? Like, how are we going to fix it? Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of just sort of trusting that you're on the right path and, you know, not to go too woo, um, but just knowing that things will be all right in the end. Yeah. Um, And yeah, trusting that you're on the right path and allowing the waves to come.
1: And uh, you've kind of answered this already. Um, I really like that advice that your mum gave about surfing waves. That's that's really good. But is there any particular bit of advice that you've received um, that's really helped you? That you that you that you live on? That you journey with? Mm. Um, so there's
0: this. There's this um it's a book and also a kind of philosophy called the slight edge which kind of taps into what we were saying about successes um a series of a lot of small wins um and i can't remember the exact figures but if you use you know if you use a really small proportion of your day to work on something over the course of a year you're going to be like 100 times better at that thing but we don't always think about these sort of small things that we can do to help ourselves. We think, Oh God, seven minutes, seven minutes exercise a day. That's going to do nothing. Whereas actually, you know, the culmination of those things. So if there's something you really want to work on, whether it's your, I don't know, your money mindset, your, or if it's learning something like you, you, you're worried because you don't know how to, the music industry works like do it for 10 minutes a day and see where you get to instead of always focusing on these like giant you know there's this like the music industry really pedals this idea of like you're singing in tesco's and beyonce's manager comes and finds you or you win <laughs> yeah. the x factor like that's not yeah. reality like no, reality not. is that you work hard each day yeah uh, on little things each day um and i think the sort of digital world and social media world makes us think that we need to do a lot more and I I always say to the artists that I work with what's the minimum that you can do yeah and they might say the minimum I can do is one post a week that's all I can handle I'm like okay do it yeah and see what happens it's like that personal trainer thing that they say is like it's the classic the guy can't get to the gym and they're like just put your gym kit on yeah like just do something each day um to get to slightly closer but yeah. you just need to get a little bit closer each day.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And there's a brilliant book out at the moment called Atomic Habits. Have you heard of that? I
0: have. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think read it. I,
1: I think it's a similar thing. I haven't read it either, but um, hello, builders downstairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think um, it's the same idea. Just really breaking it down and doing something every day. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's so true. Another one I really
0: love is um, Have you read Eat the Frog? No. So (laughs) eat eat the the frog frog. is, so the frog is basically that thing that you're avoiding. Right. And eating the frog is doing that first in each day. So what we'll often do is like, oh, I've got to post, I've got to do this, I've got to reply to email, I've got to scroll Instagram. Whereas no, what you actually have to do is record that song you've been saying you're going to record for the last six weeks. So that song would be the frog and that's what you do when you wake up.
1: Wow. And have you, have you like applied that to yourself? Have you switched your life around? So there's, are you doing some things first for you?
0: So I, um, yeah, so one practice that I do with the artists that I work with um, is called rocks, pebbles and sand. And basically if you imagine a big jar yeah, and if you fill it with sand, then it's full. Uh, whereas if you fill it with rocks and then fill it with pebbles and then fill it with sand that jar slowly becomes full so the idea is that the rocks are those big things in your day that need to be done so you do them first then the pebbles are the slightly smaller tasks that are probably your admin and yeah and then the sand is probably like watching Netflix scrolling Instagram (laughs) like things that you probably won't end up doing if you do the other things so I do practice that so every week i'll do a list of like what are my rocks what are my pebbles oh, what my sand really and then i'll put them into i use trello which is a yeah uh, product management system a notepad is fine um and then i'll put the rocks in first across my week and so for me like my rocks are like coaching artists um recording podcasts yes. things that are actually going to move your business forward and yeah. also that sort of visioning and then the sand is hopefully things that I'll never get around to doing, which are scrolling Instagram <laughs> and watching Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really like that. And it's a it's a great visual image, actually, of you know in a framework. So I'd, I'd really encourage you to do that. Trello is great. If you haven't got Trello or you have not signed up to it, put it in a notebook, as Harriet said. It's a yeah. really great idea. Um, and are there any other habits that you have in place to make you effective apart from this rock thing um yeah you know you know that in some in terms of self-care um physically emotionally that you do that are helpful for you
0: yeah so I think it is really important that you um do things that are right for you and right for your personality and you don't just do things that you think everybody else is doing so that you need to do and I've spent a lot of time working out what they are and as I said earlier on they can change yes and that's okay as well I think people that have quite kind of type a personalities like I do you can become very attached to certain habits and routines so for example last year I I went to um, learn transcendental meditation and that's 20 minutes twice a day So for the first three, four months, I was doing 20 minutes twice a day, and it was amazing. But then I got a lot busier at work, and other things happened, and Mm. it was actually stressing me out more than it was relaxing me. Yeah, because you weren't doing it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try just doing it in the morning, which I started doing 20 minutes in the morning and then not needing the afternoon. And now I'm doing like 10 minutes in the morning and 10 Mm. minutes in the evening. Um, So yeah, I do meditate. um, I do some visualization stuff I think that's really important to try and get an idea of where you're actually trying to get to
1: and what does that mean can you break that down
0: yeah so right now so something I did last night was um and it is something that I've had to work on because I don't actually find it that easy to visualize what I want I'm like oh like that loads of things would be cool um but it is quite important to be quite specific so writing down your perfect day so mine's like um what's happening in my perfect day we had children we i had um a matte black vw (laughs) um you know those sort of really really sort of tangible things like actually wanting them we had this open plan house on the sea front Mm -hmm. like you know i love my house now but you know what am i actually trying to get to in 10 years Um, And often it's a feeling as well. So I feel happy, I feel calm, I feel content. Um, And just sort of focusing on those things each day, even so um, as down to how much money you wanna be making. So really that you know what you're working towards and you're being intentional as opposed to just flitting through life, which is what most of us just do.
1: Yeah, I I would absolutely testify to that. And uh, I've done it through the years. And it is amazing. You and I always put them on the fridge. Yeah. And it is amazing how many times you know they'll just be there, and you'll feel like nothing's happening. And then maybe a year or two late, years later, they're still there, and you look and you go, "Oh my goodness, I have achieved every single goal." Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It is because your mind it it's it has an inner working. That it kind of it leans into those goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a, a, um, a vision
0: board as well, which have you? Uh, um, nice. next to my desk, and yeah. I made it a couple of years ago. And recently, I looked at the vision board and was like, "Wow, tick,
1: tick, yeah. tick." Uh,
0: and there Amazing. was loads of those things. You're going to have to make a done. new board. I know.
1: Which yeah. is really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really exciting. There are a so few well, um, things. The garden isn't
0: quite what I've got on yeah. the board, so yeah but there was like a camper van there was cool. um a scan my wife's pregnant now oh. there was a really nice looking garden we've redone our garden yeah we've got the camper van and just these things just That's happened with, cool. almost without me realizing them there's definitely some more to tick off but Yeah, they're they're on their way
1: oh well good luck on the, with the next board <laughs> <laughs> um my last question to you is um thinking about your legacy which sounds like <laughs> it's it's kind of a strange word really and it can sound a bit silly but what's your advice for the next generation coming through the next generation of women particularly you know do you have any encouragements um and what would what would you like to leave for them Mm -hmm.
0: so i think we are entering a kind of second renaissance for creatives i think everything's pointing i think it's been very difficult the past few years to yeah make money as a creative and that's been about the sort of transition to the digital space where everything suddenly became free but if you look at what's happening um in the sort of business world like patreon's just been valued at four billion oh, which word. i didn't know that yeah so that's you and, and it's doubled in a year yeah um square which is an online mm-hmm. payments platform that's used by a lot of creative platforms has just bought tidal jay-z's okay. streaming platform
1: they bought title i see i didn't know
0: that wow so all these kind of you have to look at what's happening in the business world to know what's about to follow yeah so everything's kind of pointing towards creatives having the tools that they need to run their own business and make lots of money like this podcast is on patreon making a million pounds a year wow um so i think my legacy is always going to be about giving creatives a platform I think it's always going to be about supporting the underdog, whether that's women, musicians, you know, giving talent the platform that they deserve. And that kind of goes back to secret sessions a bit of really sort of putting people in these quality spaces that lets audiences see them as they should be seen. Um, And then ultimately just connection. And I think that is another really important one and why platforms like Clubhouse are doing so well because we've also reached critical mass of like, you know, champagne and first-class pictures on Instagram. And this is why TikTok is doing so well, because it's so real. uh, TikTok, Clubhouse, like all these platforms that are very real and you can't hide hide behind are the future, I think. yeah, Um, Which I think is really encouraging for young people, particularly women, because, you know, some of the mental health issues today are 100% down to filters and Instagram. (laughs) Um, So, yeah second renaissance and connection would be my words
1: that's amazing and uh that's a great place to finish um harriet you're amazing where can people find you what are your all your tags urls what are, where yeah can... so
0: harriet jw on instagram two r's i-e-t in harriet um yeah come say hello dm me on instagram i'd love to hear from you um and if you go to girls to the front.co uh you can find you know more about girls to the front what we do there
1: brilliant well thank you Harriet have a lovely week thank you Sally you haven't eaten one bite of your cinnamon bun (laughs) I will I will after this and uh thank you to your lovely dog who's been with us and the builders yeah and um it's been great to come to Margate I'm going to come again because I think it's you beautiful. Must. You must. And I'm going to swim with you as yes. well. I
0: promise. Oh.